everybody. Welcome to Some Nerds Have a Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. And this is our podcast that we put into your ear holes. Woo! Um, this is going to be low energy cast this week, I think, from all of Ooh. us. It's been, it's been like kind of a, I don't know, a lot of stuff has been going on this week, like personal life stuff, so. And we got hit by a tropical storm. And hit by a tropical storm. Mm-hmm. Um, you more than us. <laughs> um, we did we did get little bits of it where we are now. Or it's still my train. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, August is going right along. Uh, it's like weirdly cool. Yeah. For August in in Virginia. Yeah. Like it's only <laughs> like it's only in the eighties. It's so nice out. <laughs> I mean, it is. Fool's, yeah. fool's fall. I just yeah. remember, like, last year being, like, being in Paris, and and every day was, like, 80, 85, and, like, I don't know. But because, like, nobody believes in fucking air conditioning <laughs> or understands how it works, um, it was incredibly hot the entire time there, mm-hmm. um, which that kind of sucked. It was like, oh, you don't like, and the Airbnb where we stayed, it was, um, it was supposed to be a window unit, but like, I don't think the person understood how like a window unit. So instead of putting it in the window, it was just in the room. So both the cold air and the hot air (laughs) that you're supposed to like push out into the out, the hot air that you're supposed to like go into the outside was just filtering back into the room. And it's like, what, like, what, what is this? (laughs) So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, what's been going on in the world? What, what's in the news? Ugh. In the news? Oh. <laughs> more of the same, really. Yeah, as far more as of the same. Every, everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. It's been like two weeks and, and Trump still hasn't banned TikTok. Well, wasn't he? He keeps do threatening. That? Wasn't he going to do that today or no Saturday? Oh, I think I think what he's wanting to do is give it to Microsoft. Somehow. I don't know how that can happen, but... So, fun fact about... So um, that American companies can be the ones stealing your data, not yeah. foreign yeah. companies. I mean, that's that's fine. Uh-huh. We're all used to that now. But here's the thing. is like, the, the data servers for TikTok, or at least, like, American TikTok, they're here in Virginia. <laughs> like, that's the thing that I don't understand, is, like... Everybody's, you know, and they're like, well, your data is getting stolen. And I'm like, you are having this argument with me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like, take a step back. <laughs> that's, that's brave patriotic Americans stealing. Oh, my God. If, if, if uh, Mark Zuckerberg didn't steal your data on Facebook, how would we afford his fifth vacation home in Hawaii? Where he can go look like a cryptid by having <laughs> way does. too much... He looks like a mole person. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my god, like, yeah. This is the pale skin and the giant black eyes. He's uh, like a like the, his hair is a very like, trimmed down curl, so it's just sort of like a hedgehog. God, uh, you you gotta think in what like. 70 years when people are learning about the history of the second gilded age and like mm-hmm. they learn about the robber barons of 
Zuckerberg and Bezos and Musk and and just like have these weird ass pictures of them. It's like with the first with the first fucking Gilded Age, it was always just very professional photography or portraits yeah, yeah. or whatever. But here you've got the wild world of the internet, and everybody's like snapping snapping pics of people. Yeah, and everybody's wearing like six hundred dollar. Like he only wears like a six hundred dollar zip up hoodie. Yeah. Like, and this is the thing that kind of pisses me off about living in the second Gilded Age is like, at least with the, with the first Gilded Age, like they had some cool shit, <laughs> you know, like if you, like if you've ever been like, there's so many mansions that have been like eventually turned over to like cities as like parks and different things, or you can go and you can tour them. Like, um, what's the one that the Vanderbilts built the Biltmore. Yeah. Um, in North Carolina, like at least there you can like pay a ticket and go like tour the gardens. Like who the fuck gives a shit about like Mark Zuckerberg's like <laughs> shitty ass McMansion in fucking California. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he probably doesn't even have like a cool enough garden to like, you know, to, to, to one day when we, you know, guillotine him <laughs> and turn his house into like some sort of, you know, public park like it's not even gonna be good for that <laughs> i don't know we could you just you just end like... up with like the five mansions next to each other that all have a half court and a movie theater and, <laughs> <laughs> and we turn them all into um in into murder mystery yeah murder mystery dinner, dinner, dinner theaters. theaters yeah like like immersive ones like sleep no more but on the cheap <laughs> <laughs> also we live here yeah <laughs> Uh, I don't know. How many people, how many people would we have to pull together to make that happen? <laughs> it is like, you're, you're 100% right. Is It's just like, all the cool, like, we don't have any of the cool things about, like, the, the original Gilded Age. It's just, like, the shitty working conditions and the ultra-rich. And, like... <laughs> Like, none of the good but stuff like, that went along with that. The well, ultra-rich are trying to, like, pretend, like, we're just like you. I'm just wearing a yeah. zip-up hoodie. We're just like and you, like, except no. we have billions of dollars that now we're not even doing anything cool with. I'm thinking back, like to, the, should... I'm thinking back to the photograph of Hillary Clinton when she, like, entered that the working person's house, and she's got, oh, like, these God, eyes. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, uh, which is why we stand. Bernie Sanders, yeah, who shops at a... Ross Dress for Less. Yeah, and he's he's got the chair. <laughs> you know, the chair. The chair. The, chair. Yeah. Uh, the stuff chair. But, like, like, fucking, you know, if you're going to be this rich, you have to at least be nice to look at. Yeah. And there is nothing, <laughs> like, there's nothing, like, aesthetically pleasing about, like, Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg. Like, you know, you at least need to, like, put on some sort of, um, like, you need to put on some sort of show for me. Like, don't pretend that you, like, have my same problems or whatever. Like, like, dance, monkey, dance. You you know what? I'm going to say this. As bad as that is, there is a silver lining to it. And you know what that silver lining is? Mm. It It means that no other billionaire other than Donald Trump can become president. Because you think so? Because like fucking Bloomberg. Well, but think about it. Because like, like Donald Trump is like the poor person's idea of a rich person, and all the rich people are trying to look like a rich person's yeah. idea of a poor person. Right. Exactly. 
And so, like, and so it's, like, there's no, like, aspiration there where it's, like, you know, you, you get, like... People... I can dream about a gold toilet. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a terrible, it's a terrible version of it. But at least there's, like, some form of aspirationalism to it. There's like, some ontological arguments going on about this. Yeah. Well, like, what do you think, Alex? Like, what, like do, do you think I'm wrong about that? Because I, like, I feel like there's something to that. Where it's, I, like, when, when Mark Zuckerberg was, like, talking about running for president, there was, like, no groundswell whatsoever. And the same with Bloomberg. Like, like he made a whole lot of noise early in the primaries, and then, like, no one fucking cared. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, if you look at, like, whenever Mark Zuckerberg is, like, featured in a magazine or whatever, like, it's all about, like, look at my, like, normal-looking kitchen, and we just spend our wealth making sure our kids can go to, like, piano lessons, and it's like, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. That really just underscores all the shitty parts about, like, about capitalism, where it's like, Here's this billionaire who's made this, you know, or at least, you know, made in quotes, this, this thing, this platform that everybody uses and is a cent- like uh, effectively a monopoly at this point. And what does he do with his billions of dollars? He just lives a regular life mm-hmm. that we all wish we could live, but you have to make billions of dollars in order to be able to do it in this, in the modern era. I just, I would rather read about you like, snorting cocaine off of a model's like bare bottom in Ibiza than like you and your dumbass kids having to go to piano lessons. I'm yeah. sorry. Cause it's like, at least you're doing something with it. <laughs> like at you're doing you're... something cool with it. it. It's like the, um, Oh God. It's, it's like the, the weird kind of show that the nobility feel they have to put on. It's like, mm-hmm. well, we, we have to yeah. be the pillar of society and yes, show yes. or flaunt our wealth to, to show how, you know, I don't know, fucking yeah. rich we are. Um, yeah. Gold, gold toilets are noblesse all the shame. Like if you're going to like if you're going to have a stupid amount of money, you should like you should live it up. I'm like that's I don't think that anyone should have a stupid amount of money, but as long as we're living in that world, I want to be able to like, you know, walk to down hate the you street. truthfully, not hate you through these yeah. several layers, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to walk down the street and like see this like giant marble palace that you deigned to give to us to like put our museum in or whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, like the, let's like, bring back the absurd gardens, right? Like if you've ever looked at like pictures of like the Biltmore estate gardens or like Maymont and Richmond, like they have these like weird themed gardens like this is our japanese garden before we knew what a japanese person was like look at these cute little stepping stones and our gigantic koi like give me something to marvel at damn it it's like oh you have a a pretty normal backyard oh you've got a fire pit Mm -hmm. wow is that is that an infinity pool no kidding all right so here's here's the thing though they've got pretty normal houses and pretty normal pretty normal mansions but they've got like five or six of them and that's where it all goes to right yeah you know because he's like buying he's using a lot of his money and influence right now 
to screw over the indigenous people of Hawaii. Which, you know, that's never happened in history before. Right? So novel. Especially Um, not during the first golden age. No. Right? And, And so there's, like, one of the islands, and he basically wants to, like, take it over and turn it into just, like, a private place. But in doing that, he's gonna, like, displace a bunch of people and, um... And, like, potentially harm some really, like, spiritually significant sites. Because um, he's an asshole. Yeah. Like, he's a fucking asshole. Um, Zuckerberg? Yeah. Ugh. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is, like, the fun thing about driving around here is, like, you do see. But then, like, all of them, like, it, like all of the houses are just, like, set far back like just far enough from the main road that you had to like crane your neck and be like what the fuck did i just see (laughs) we were driving down the road today and nick just screams jesus christ and i thought we were like about to hit something (laughs) but no i was just looking at a ridiculous mansion up on a hilltop like right off the side of the road well, I mean, they can't let the pores get too close to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. They're, like, right off, like, again, yeah, they're, like, right off the side of the road. Like, mm-hmm. you can see them, like, just driving down, like, a, like a, a main road. Like, not even, like, it's not a main road. It is a main road if you're trying to get to, like, particular places. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it was wild. It was, um, it was something else. And then, like, we passed another place that was, like, like, a private all girls boarding school with like a horse farm outside. We had to get them horses or else they turned to being lesbians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you did you end up in like the 1920s Switzerland by accident? Like did you I think so. Well, here's 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 how I figure it. All right. Like your John Philip Northup Grumman the 3rd. <laughs> and you're 80 years old. Um, and your 40 year old wife is past her, her childbearing years. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of stuck with like one legitimate heir, but it's a girl. So it's like, well, you got to send her off somewhere where it's like, she's not going to like some, some random like boy off the street isn't going to knock her up. Right. Cause that's not going to be mm-hmm. good for the family image. So you send them to Switzerland. That's where all the rich people send their daughters. <laughs> well, but right? I mean like, but you want, you want them to be somewhere nearby where you can check on it. Cause uh... it was, a, it was a, it was a boarding slash day school. So you could send your daughter there to be born like for boarding. You or... could just send your daughter there to be boarded. <laughs> yeah. Is that to what we were going to say? Yes. No, you're trying to avoid her being boarded. <laughs> Um, or you could just send her there for like, you know, like during the day. And I guess either way, but it's like, if, you, if you're sending her there for boarding, it was like the, the thought process is, well, you know, if, if we send her off by herself, she's just going to be, you know, she's, if there's no horse program there, they're just be, going to become lesbians. But if there's a horse program there, it probably won't happen. <laughs> and well. because, and this is important to you because you're 80 years old. <laughs> And your next closest male heir died in the Spanish-American War. Even though it's the year of our Lord 2020. (laughs) Well, I'm sure glad I didn't have any horses at my school. So you got you got to you got to marry her off so that way that way she'll uh you'll have a, a strong male to inherit the the Northup Grumman family fortune. She's the Blackwater heiress. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait, that's Betsy DeVos. That is... Well, no, because she's the sister. Oh, she's the I'm sister. I'm pretty sure... Because, like, the, that family are all, like... I'm sure they're, like, quiverful psychopaths, so he probably has, like, 20 goddamn kids. 
<laughs> I don't know that for sure. Uh, I should probably know this is parody. Oh, yeah. This is parody. <laughs> this is not like... For for legal reasons, this for is legal a joke. For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. It's it's wild. Living up here is strange. Satire. Mm. Satire. Uh, what have you uh, been up to, Alex? Uh, you know, about like 5'7". Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've been... Um, Watch an anime. I haven't been playing a whole lot of video games lately. Um, that's what I've been up to. Uh, I, sh- I I mentioned one to you, I think, Nick. Um, uh, yeah, I believe so. I can't remember what it was now, though. Yeah. Um, so Ghost I finished stories? it last night, or yesterday, and uh, it's a... It's like a... It's not quite... I wouldn't call it scary enough to call it horror, Mm-hmm. But it's like a spooky mystery kind of series called spooky. Ghost Hunt. Okay, Ghost um, Hunt. Okay, Ghost not Hunt. Ghost Stories. That's the not other Ghost one. Stories. It, it's it's a Ghost Stories that took itself seriously and was actually good. Okay. Uh, well, I think the original one in Japanese did take itself seriously. It, it took itself seriously, well. but you know, <laughs> it's also kind of mediocre. Um, anyway, but uh, but yeah, it essentially. It, uh, it's in that weird, it's like the pre-smartphone 2000s era. Mm-hmm. So, and this, this becomes interesting because there's a lot of, like, technology in it. There's a lot of, like, here's this specific camera that's, like, we use to look at ghosts. And it's like, hmm. this looks very clearly like it was made in 2006. That's um, kind of neat. Is, is it, like, intentionally that? Like, was the I, was the manga that it's based off of written back then, and they just kind of kept all that stuff, or is the it manga? Like... The manga's from the nineties. Oh, weird! Uh, and so it, the the anime was made in like two thousand six, so it, you you could kind of mistake. Oh, it, it for was the... okay, okay, okay. I thought it was something that was being made now. No, that just no, no. had like anachronistic technology, which no, no, no. I it's, found it's... very interesting for a second. <laughs> Sorry, no, you're no fine. it it is it is an older show. Um, which, you know, I can understand why it's, you know, kind of not really well heard of. But yeah. uh, but essentially it has this uh, this kid who, you know, my she, she's the, the main character, of course, and ends up breaking some equipment at the old schoolhouse down the street. Um, breaks this camera, and in order to pay back, the owner of this camera has to work at his weird ghost research. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? And... Checks out. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up joining this team of ghost researchers. Um, the main guy uh, goes by the nickname of Naru. I can't remember his real name. Uh, but ends up, is like this kind of stick He's got to stick up his butt, and, you know, he's kind of full of himself a little bit, but knows his stuff, you know, the typical kind of, like, brooding, I don't talk very much guy. Uh, But the rest of the cast of characters are all very unique and very vocal, and it's kind of their relationship with each other that I think makes it very interesting. Uh, You have a... um, I would, I would put her in, like, her, her mid-30s, um, but she is a shrine maiden and uh, kind of... 
everyone gives her shit for not really being very good at it, but you know she's very confident in her approach to to uh, dealing with this un- supernatural. Uh, there is a Buddhist monk who apparently also is a bassist in a rock group, um, and uh, like came down from the mountain to to work uh, with the people. There is a 19-year-old Catholic priest who is also an exorcist from Australia. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can become an exorcist that young. Like, doesn't it take, like, a lot, like, years of training? I don't know. That's what I brought it up, so I'm going to ask Elise. Elise, tell us. Can you be an exorcist (laughs) that young? Uh, No. Um, No. So so in order to become a priest, it's a four-year bachelor's. Then I think it's, like, a two- or three-year master's degree. And then there's, like, another year or two long school. Like, it takes, like, it's like becoming a doctor. It's almost, like, ten years worth of schooling or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, if you're going to be an exorcist, um, that's, like, another set of training that you have to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, 28, I think, is, like, the youngest. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe, like, 26. That's That's how old you can be. <laughs> <laughs> that's a it, reasonable age for a for a and, exorcist and then well i was gonna say in order to become an ex because like they there is like a special exorcism school isn't there because it's like it was something that they kind of stopped doing for a while or like did in very like rare occasions but then like the movie the exorcist came out and they started training like way more priests to be exorcist after that yeah <laughs> but it does i think there is like a specialized school that no does there that. i i don't know if there's like a I, there probably is but like no 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 they're legitimate so like i grew up catholic as you say almost every episode yep i can i can tell you with utmost certainty like there are 100% priests trained in exorcism mm-hmm. like Today, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty. I'm sure. looking. I'm um, looking at the uh, the page, the Wikipedia page for exorcism in the Catholic Church to figure this one out. Sorry, continue. Uh, but yeah, so so the young Australian boy man, this a priest named John Brown, uh, speaks with a very thick Australian accent. <laughs> is his is his body moldering in the ground? <laughs> but his soul no, is marching. His on. soul is marching on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, there's him, and then there's also a um, like a spirit medium that like has a TV show, and is uh, like very famous in the world of the of the fiction, and some and these like other characters get called in on certain cases. So like if they're dealing with someone who's being possessed, they'll call in like specifically the 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 exorcist. If they're dealing with like something that's more of a naturey stuff, they'll call in the Miko, um, and so, but generally, in most of these cases, everybody will end up involved in some way, and it's it's almost like a mini series in that the the series is broken up into cases, and each case is like three to four episodes long, hmm. so you could conceivably watch them like movie, like a movie series, essentially. Uh, where if you sit down, okay, I'm going to watch the first case. It's three episodes long. It's like, you know, 90 minutes long-ish. And, and, and watch it one at a time like that. And that's that's kind of how I watched it. And I, I really did enjoy it. I kind of wish there was more. 
Uh, I've been looking into the manga to see if I can't track some down, but, you know, it's been out of print since the 90s. Um, but, I don't know, I enjoyed it, and it got me in the mood for, like, Halloween. You know, since it's Halloween. And yeah, it's I Halloween. Wanted, yeah, uh, and I really wanted to get kind of in the, the mood for that. So, mm -hmm. I think, it's not very, like I said, it's not very scary. It's not uh, very, like, horrific, but it is a spooky and atmospheric show, and it does a good job with the mystery because you don't you don't always know exactly what's happening when you go into it, and they'll go through all the different things that it could be and try to figure out what exactly is happening in each case, uh, and it's interesting to see that. And also, I don't know how accurate they are, but it seems to be fairly accurate with like um, the in regards. Well, not not just not technology, but like myths, mm. and like you know the different folkloric spirits that might be there, and the ways that different religions or beliefs will deal with them. All right. Like, so I found a um, sorry, I found an article about who can exorcist. become an exorcist. Yeah. Um. So apparently, over the past, so this was written in March of 2019. This article. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently the request for exorcists have uh, been on the increase in the United States over the last decade. Um, so the number of exorcists in the U.S. has increased from 12 to 50 in the past few years. 50 in the entire country. Um, it's to and, deal with all the demons that we got. Yeah. And running the government. <laughs> Uh, and as Elise pointed out, if you're going to be an exorcist, according to, in the Catholic tradition, there are exorcists in other religions, but mm -hmm. in Catholicism, you have to be a priest, which as Elise pointed out, requires what, seven to 10 years worth yeah. of education? Yeah. It's a, yeah. Cause I, I think you also have to do a thesis, but I could be wrong, but it is like a stupid amount of education. So. But then only certain kinds of priests can be ordained as exorcists. Um, so they have to be like, ba basically looking through it, they have to be someone who is kind of set apart in terms, like amongst priests for their prior piety and prudence, it says here, um, their humility, uh, utterly immune to any striving for human aggrandizement and relying not on his own, but on the divine power. Um, he ought to be of mature years. 19 is mature, right? <laughs> He's mature for his age. And reverend not alone for his office, but for his moral qualities. Furthermore, quote, in order to exercise his ministry rightly, he should resort to a great deal more study of the matter by examining approved authors and cases from experience. Uh, this study should include a complete understanding of psychology and the ability to discern the difference between medical issues and spiritual attacks. Mm -hmm. Like, that is a part of it, is you have to just be like, oh, this person's acting well. Like, is it the devil, or are they just, like, do they need medication? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that all this all sounds like something that a 19-year-old should be able to do. <laughs> Well, it's okay. He's got a, a monk and a priestess and a spiritualist on his side. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take care of it. Uh, yeah. But, right. yeah. Yeah, no, my, yeah. Okay. So, I, I would recommend checking out at least the first case just to kind of see what you think of it. And uh, it's on Funimation. So. What's, it, what's it called again? 
Ghost Hunt. Ghost Hunt. Ghost Hunt. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, there was another thing that's on. Oh, um. Oh, God, what is the name of that? Um, Paranoia Agent is also on uh, Funimation. That's right. Yeah, you were talking about that a couple of couple of episodes ago. Yeah, I still need to check that one out because I, I haven't watched that since, like, college, and I mm-hmm. never finished it because uh, those were back in the dark ages before streaming platforms had, like, all the anime ever, and you mm-hmm. had to actually buy physical media in order to be able to watch it. Um, and I only ever got the first, like, two DVDs out of mm-hmm. four. So, like, I watched the first half of it and then never finished it. Oh, my God. Kids these days will never know the pain of, know. like, I only have, like, $200 to at this anime convention. I can buy one complete set of something. <laughs> or I can, I can buy get... one series. What is the one anime I want to watch this year? I can get two half boxes of two different series and then maybe finish them at the next convention that I go to. (laughs) I mean, for me, it was, let's see what I can steal off of YouTube before it gets taken down. Yeah, but I was talking about the years before YouTube even existed. That's true. Like, that's that's what I was at the height of my anime fandom. Like, to be fair, you could... You could still, like, download things. You know, you could download things illegally. Um... But, I don't know, there was something about, like, but if you did, you could only watch it on, like, and, like your computer. like, 144p. <laughs> yeah. Like a one-by-two-inch yeah, yeah, yeah. screen in, like, quick time. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you wanted to share anything with your friends, especially your friends who weren't into anime, you had to get physical copies of this media, and it was, like fucking impossible but i think that's also like i don't know it'll be interesting to see after the pandemic like what happens to anime conventions because it's like you know it's more popular than ever but at the same time i don't i mean i've been like out of this scene for a while so i don't know really what it's like um but that was like a big drive of going to these things in the early 2000s because it was like this was your one shot, like, unless you lived somewhere that had, you know, an import store where they regularly brought in, you know. But, like, a lot of these vendors, like, where they regularly had DVDs DVDs and manga for sale, um, a lot of, and a lot of these vendors, it's, like, all they did was go, they didn't have physical storefronts, like, they just had... Yeah, they just went from convention, convention to convention. convention. Mm-hmm. Um you know, with their and then wares. they like maybe existed online in some form. Yeah, yeah, but it was like before. You know, this is like before Amazon. This is before, um, you know, it was like everybody had their own website. Shipping was like twenty fucking dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, and so it's interesting. It's like you know, I wonder, and and that was like the big drive to go. You know, even if you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm really feeling it or like I just went to one last month. But it's like but it is like your one shot to buy shit. <laughs> you know, it's like your one shot to sure. to to pick. It was your one shot shop. To, and, and from yeah. from my experience with uh, anime conventions, because uh, I've been going to NecoCon for the past couple of years now. Yeah. Um, at least there, there was like maybe three vendors selling DVDs, and that was about it. So most of it was 
merch of like handmade variety and and other things. Uh, so, I don't know. It's uh, that's not that's not really. I don't think the drawing thing that draws people to conventions these here's, days. Here's what I'm kind of given to understand because I don't buy anime physical media that much. I I will buy like movies, like feature films. Mm-hmm. Um, because those have not gotten the same kind of streaming like as like series has. Mm-hmm. Um, like Shout Factory does a really good job of like distributing anime um, like movies. So mm-hmm. like I've picked up from them recently like Pompoko um, Millennium Actress, Perfect Blue. I don't think any of those things are streaming anywhere, and that's mostly mm-hmm. why I like do the um, do the physical media. And even like Perfect Blue, I think just within the last like year or two, got put back into print. Like mm-hmm. there was a long stretch of time where you could not see it, and before Evangelion got on Netflix, Evangelion didn't exist anywhere. Unless you had the DVDs from the early 2000s in the United mm-hmm. States, um, and I like, and I still don't think you can physically buy that series. Um, you can buy the rebuilds, but spoiler, like a slight spoiler alert, I guess for the rebuilds, you you kind of should know this. Go if you if you haven't seen Evangelion yet and you want to start. Don't start with the rebuilds because the rebuilds are technically a sequel. Yeah, um, you've, you've mentioned as much. Yeah, before. I have. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned that. But it's like that was the only thing that you could get for a long time. Um, but it's like the, the stuff that is popular now, that is streaming now, stuff like uh, My Hero Academia or like Tokyo Ghoul or um like boruto or something like that like those shows that are streaming everywhere Mm -hmm. if you wanted to like even if though it's streaming on like pretty much any streaming service you can think of um and many of those have free options so you could watch any of those things for free if you wished the the people who sell them in the united states like the companies that make physical copies of anime like blu-rays and stuff like that will sell them at ridiculous markup prices Mm -hmm. like i think it's something like 60 bucks to buy a season of my hero academia like which for something that is streaming for free in multiple locations yeah it's like that's an absurd amount of money to spend on physical media so that is probably why those those vendors are kind of, you know, going away. It's because either it doesn't... There's no need like, for it. Yeah, well, either what you want doesn't exist, or it's at a ridiculous price. Yeah. Because, like, if there was one anime series that i would buy on like physical copy because i i don't i think you're right i think that maybe i might buy movies or oavs or ovas or whatever they are yeah uh you know like area 88 um (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like um if it was going to be a series i think there's only one series that i would want to buy and it's just because it has like nostalgic importance to me Mm -hmm. but like nothing outside of that one really i i would 
either pirate it or watch it on uh, one of the legit streaming services. What, what is that one series? Uh, Umineko, oh, When They Cry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, nobody's nobody's heard of it. Or if they yeah. have heard of it, they're like, oh, yeah, that thing. No, I don't have it. <laughs> Nobody um, does. I, I think I do. The only the only series that I have on Blu-ray is, like, is Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Um, but it's like, yeah, when, when I was... When I was deep into anime, I didn't get it. Like, I would borrow stuff. Um... But I never had, like, a huge collection because it was always really goddamn expensive. Um, and I did get a couple of complete series, like, as gifts. Like, I think... And I still have those. I have all of Trigun and all of the original Helsing, um, which I think was only, like, 13 episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um... And then I have, like, half of Excel Saga, which was one of my favorites, and I never finished buying those discs. Um, and I have half of uh, Paranoia Agent, which I loved and just never finished buying it. Um, and I've got my my Platinum Edition DVDs of Neon Genesis Evangelion, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. But then when I, like, in those Wasteland years, when no Evangelion was available to me anywhere... And I was like, I want to rewatch Evangelion, but I don't have End of Ava. Let me go see what, like, a, a Blu-ray copy of that is going for. Oh, they don't exist? Oh, the DVDs are out of print, too? And if I wanted to buy one used, it's, like, $200? Well, I guess I'm not going to rewatch one of my favorite shows because, like, the, the actual ending wasn't included in the complete set. And I don't feel like shelling out that much money. For you know a, a standard definition, like movie version of it, it's just mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. it's even though it, in many ways it is much easier to be an anime fan now, but it is it is also like significantly harder if you're mm-hmm. like a fan of like cla- like older series. Uh. Um, someone shared like kind of on the same uh, thing. Someone shared a post about like. Um, 90s anime being a whole aesthetic the other day mm-hmm. and i was i was going through the posts and one of the screenshots like touched something <laughs> deep in my memory and i'm like i don't remember what this was but i have definitely seen this movie and i was looking through the um the comments because a lot of people had that same reaction apparently and it was from a movie called venus wars and that was a movie that I caught a couple of times on Sci-Fi Channel um, back when they did Saturday anime at like mm. 11 a.m. Saturday morning. There would be like an anime movie um, playing on on Sci-Fi Channel. Do either of you remember this? No, I I've heard the name and I think I've had the plot told to me by like my sibling or some other friends of mine. But I've never sat down and watched it. Are you talking about was... Saturday anime or that specific movie? Oh, no. I remember Saturday anime. That that specific movie I never saw. Oh, okay. I um, wasn't allowed to watch anime. I had to sneak it when I was in high school. This was even before I was in high school. Like I think Saturday anime probably so, was when I was in middle school. So I would have been in elementary school and I would not have been allowed. Yeah, very likely. No. 
Um, but yeah, so so I remember I really liked it, and then Saturday anime went away, which is why I always have to ask if people remember this because like I would watch it, um, because for although, a while. Hmm? Although in two thousand seven they had Anna Monday, which mm. I did watch. Um. But on, uh, like, this was, like, I, I, the main reason why I would stick around is because, like, I when, uh, after Mystery Science Theater got canceled and lost its primetime time slot, mm-hmm. um, they moved it to Saturday mornings at, like, 9 a.m. So from, like, 9 to 11, it would be Mystery Science Theater. And then from 11 to um, 1, it'd be Saturday anime. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ones that they would show on there was was Venus Wars. And then Saturday anime went away. And this was in those years, like, it was before I was aware anime conventions existed. Or if I did know that they existed, there weren't really any in the area. Like, maybe Otacon existed and that was about it. Um, and so I bought, I went on to, um, I think it was just anime.com. It was a was a website that that shipped you VHS. This was even before DVD. This is like VHS copies of anime. Um, and I begged my parents to let me order something off there, and they did. And I think I probably spent like thirty dollars <laughs> plus shipping and handling for a VHS copy of like Venus Wars, and it arrived like three weeks later. <laughs> Like this was this was what it was like, <laughs> um, yeah. That was that that, and it just it triggered that memory in my mind. And I I don't know if it, there's another one where it's like I don't know if this movie exists anymore. <laughs> like if I wanted to watch Venus Wars, it probably wasn't that great. But I remember thinking it was incredible as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I wanted to watch it, could I even watch it these days? I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I said, on, on sci-fi channel, um, they had Anna Mondays, Mm -hmm. uh, when I was starting to get into anime and that's, that's when I, um, it was like 2007, 2008. So, you know, hiding up in the upstairs room with the TV, watching that so that my parents didn't like know what was going on. Or if they did by that point, they hadn't cared, but I hadn't told myself that yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh but yeah i think there's like gundam double o and uh things like that on there but uh i don't know i i, I preferred the the uh toonami kind of later night because that was easier to hide yeah <laughs> oh man i watched a lot of toonami mm-hmm. barely the midnight run because i i mean i didn't stay up that late but i would watch like it when i got home from school mm-hmm. um like in the Gundam Wing, DBZ, like Ronin Warriors time period of, of Toonami. It was all Bleach. It's just Bleach all the way down. No. I just... never watched Bleach. <laughs> I don't think I've watched a second of that show. It's it's great to tune in to episode 300 and something and not have any idea what the plot is. And then you're like, oh, I guess we're here now. Okay. That's what made Cowboy Bebop so great, though, is because, like, 
you could tune into just a random episode of that show and chances were high that you didn't need to have seen any other episode of that show. For oh yeah. Sense. That's, that's how I watch Cowboy Bebop is just kind of randomly catching an episode here or there. But, uh, and then you that, get like those last two episodes and it's like, Oh, all the things that were kind of sprinkled in throughout the rest of the series that were clearly building up to something. Hope you caught all that. <laughs> Cause otherwise you're going to have, who, who the fuck is this guy with the vulture on his shoulder? What is this about? <laughs> yeah. Um, God, anime. Anime is great. And it's terrible. <laughs> um, and it's cursed. It's, it is kind of cursed. Uh, but 90, anyway. 90s anime was its own thing, though. Like, Oh, for sure. I mean, every, every era has its own tropes with its anime like like i was mentioning like the pre-cell phone the, the pre-smartphone 2000s yeah, yeah like yeah, that's yeah. that's its own thing too um and you know wouldn't have it any other way i guess <laughs> <laughs> so what uh what else should we talk about tonight <laughs> just anime, anime. <laughs> just all anime all the time what have uh, we what have we been watching? What have we, we, did we talk about Pompoko last time? Yeah, yes, no, did. we talked okay. about Pompoko. Um we want we've watched a few more movies since then. No more anime movies. Not yet. Excuse me. Um although we've got Perfect Blue <laughs> just sitting over there waiting for us to watch it again. Um uh. <laughs> uh, but we have watched a few movies. Um we watched Jaws. I've been making I've been making Elise catch up on like old movies that she's never seen. <coughs> Jaws is, is a like, good one to do. The most that is like the straightest, <laughs> cisest, whitest male thing. Yeah, Nick has ever fucking said. <laughs> and I might drown him in the shower later. I don't know. <laughs> I I love him dearly, but. You recognize that that is, like, a dumb thing to say, right? What is? I'm making my wife catch up on all these movies because yeah. I'm a film bro. I am a film Like, bro. I've watched my own movies. I have my own media. <laughs> like, I don't need to catch up on shit. <laughs> okay, I've had a different life experience than you. That's fine. I think, I think Jaws is a good movie to know, so that you can reference it when no, talking no, no, about the don't feed pandemic. into this. <laughs> don't, don't, don't feed into this. Don't, you know, don't let him think that he's doing the right thing. <laughs> like, don't give him positive reinforcement. Don't give him positive reinforcement. It's a really like it's a really shitty way that he's acting right now. Do Do we need to get the spray bottle? <laughs> possibly, possibly. You know, um, so no, I, I'm, I, I will be introduced to do movies, but I'm not like catching it. Like I've lived a full, I lived a full life before having watched Jaws. I will live a full life after now having like, like watched it. You know what I mean? Like I, you yeah. know. It's a fuller uh, life for having watched it. Jesus though. Christ, shut up. <laughs> now that's, that's pretentious right there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it just, you know, it's like, it's not, I think, I think when I was like watching a lot of like formative, I guess like when I was forming my taste, um, as a, I guess like, you know, high school and college, I guess is when you typically like form your taste. Like, I don't know. Like I just like, I, 
I like comedy. Yeah. My life, like, I have a mental illness. My life is kind of fucking hard. So, like, God forbid that, you know, I wanted Strangers with Candy instead of a fucking horror film. Strangers with Candy is great, though. Yeah. Like, like that, this, mm-hmm. you know. Those are, like, those are, like, the movies that I got into. It was, like, a lot of, like, offbeat comedies, mm. you know. So, so there. Suck it. Maybe I'll make you watch Stranger Than Fiction. Maybe you have Stranger to watch like fiction. the Mark Forrester oeuvre. I've seen Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, okay, good. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Um. So, what did you think of Jaws? <sighs> oh God. <laughs> um, it's really hard to watch in a pandemic. <laughs> because it's like you're like, oh, everybody is like, because everybody is, you know, like, oh, well ignore the science or like you know we don't want to ruin the economy and it's like just listen to dr fauci i mean chief brody i mean chief brody like everybody just shut up and listen to him listen to the guy that like scratched his fingernails down the chalkboard (laughs) like yes it's expensive but like losing more children is more expensive like i don't know it was it's so we watched it, and then I immediately made him watch, like, the Bob's Burgers um, epi- parody episode of it. Um, and then we watched the Muscle of Jaws uh, trailer. Yeah, which is pretty great. <laughs> but have you watched Jaws 3D? No. I don't know. There's a lot of, like, a lot of the movies that I have in my collection that we've been going through are movies that have, like, a shitload of sequels that I've never seen the sequels to. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever... Like, I'm aware of the Jaws sequels. Yeah. Because Jaws 3D is a film on just, like, shitty 3D technology and camp alone that could be its own movie outside of the Jaws series. Mm-hmm. And be enjoyable for, um, like, just look at how That's... horrible this is. <laughs> That's the one that's set in SeaWorld, right? It's something like SeaWorld, and, and yeah. It's like knockoff SeaWorld. I don't know. The only one that I kind of want to watch is, I think it's Jaws 4, where, like, the premise is Chief Brody's dead, and so the main character is the wife. <laughs> and, like, she moves to Florida, and, like, the shark follows her to Florida. <laughs> Jaws 4, the revenge. <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah. It's it's the Bahamas. They moved to the Bahamas. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is like that. Hey, that... I killed your man. No. Now I'm going to kill you. That's legitimately, <laughs> that's legitimately the plot of that movie. <laughs> like it's this, it's either the same shark or it's like the mate of the first shark from the oh first movie. Oh my God. Or something like that. It's, it's pretty bad. It's hilarious. You killed my man. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to kill yours and you. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, so that was one of the ones that we watched. We I was definitely rooting for the shark. Yeah. Like, I was like, you know what? These people deserve to die. Which is why, like, I, th- which is why I think you'll love Lake Placid. <laughs> because it's just Jaws with a crocodile instead of a shark. And Betty White says that. No, I'll, like, I'll watch Lake Placid with you. Like, anything where I can just, like, root for, like whatever dangerous animal is like trying to eat all these like suburban white people. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll root for that. Why not? Like, I'll watch that. Uh, um, so yeah, we watched that and then we watched uh, night of the comet, which I think you enjoyed more. 
Oh, I loved Night of the Comet. That was the first time for me watching that movie, too. And I, I got to say, I really loved it as well. Did we talk about this one? We didn't. No, talk we about didn't. It. We didn't talk about either of these. Um, Tell me about Night of the Comet. So Night of the Comet is like, what if Night of the Living Dead, but the survivors were Fally Girls? And okay. It, it's, it's, it's not even really, it's not, I don't think it's right to call it like Night of the Living Dead because there's like three zombies in the whole movie. And like, it's not like social or like political commentary at all. There's a little bit of like, it. Like, so basically it's like the, there's like a comet that will either like turn you into dust or turn you into a zombie if you had, like, if you watched it. And, um, and then, so, like, the girl, like, unless you're in, like, reinforced steel or something, like, I don't know, it's a very, like, specific. So, like, the one daughter, um, like, was sleeping with her boyfriend in the projection booth of the, the theater that she works at. So that's how she got saved. And then the other daughter, like, hid in a storage shed because she was trying to, like, run away from their abusive stepmom. And then, Mm. like, the day after, and they're just like, oh, my God, where did everybody go? And the other one's like, I had to go to cheer practice. And, like, nobody's answering their phone. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, completely self-absorbed and, like, you know, getting dressed in her cheerleading outfit and like making herself a bowl of cereal, and the, it's just like the younger like, daughter. Whatever. The younger daughter is self-absorbed. The older one seems to have a little bit more of a head on her shoulders. Yeah, and then so then they go to the radio station. It's so weird. So the the plot is wild, but it has a wonderful happy ending. Um, the ending is great. That's like they have the classic like shopping 1980s shopping montage. Um, there's also like the thing that I really like about this and trigger warning, um, sexual assault, but, um, one of the things that I like about it is they don't, I feel like if it was a movie made today or like, I didn't, maybe not necessarily made today, but like made by a different director, um, I feel like violence would have been done to these women, um, to these girls um but it's like all the sex is consensual there's at one time where you think something terrible is going to happen and then it doesn't um you know and like like fights people but it's like they never except for that like one kind of like you blink and you miss it moment which turns out to be a dream sequence there's no there's no real violence there's no sexual violence committed against these girls um and yeah and like the sex that they do have is consensual and that like i really appreciate that because i feel like that's god it's just such a fucking such a common trope and it's yeah and in general there's not a lot of like violence against women yeah done in this in this movie like it's it's maybe almost feminist they, it does pass the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah, Because like, you have two named characters. The, the two who, main characters are women. Well, they don't have a conversation about... Yeah. Like, they have more than just a conversation about guys. They do have conversations about guys, but they also, like... Yeah, they talk about other yeah, stuff. Yeah, they talk about other shit, too. Um, so, Cause, so, yeah. Because they're, like, again, they're, like, they're really well-written characters, and they're the main characters of the movie. Yeah. And, like, and it's not, like, where a lot of, like, horror action movies, like... The the female leads are like, 
you know, basically just characterized, like, very masculinely. Like, they are both very clearly, like, very girly girls. But then, like, I think there there's, like, some... There's a little bit of satire in it, um... Where like their dad is a is like a like some kind of military contractor or like Green Beret or something like that, and they do make jokes about like him being down in Nicaragua. Oh God! Yeah, um, but it's like they, they kind of put that in there less to be like glorify. It's not like a glorification of the military and more to be a reason like. Okay, these two like very girly girls still understand how weapons work and know how to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like shooting off like AK forty sevens and things like in the movie, and it's like why? And it's like well, our like our Greenberry dad, yeah, like you know, was sad that he didn't get sons. Um. So yeah, like they're not. Yeah, they're like they're well written. There's like a reason why they know how to do shit. It's. It's, I don't know, it's just very good. It was, it was really fun, you know? <laughs> and then the most recent one that we watched, uh, last night, we watched Highlander. Oh, shit, Highlander. Oh, God. Yeah. It's fun. It's a, it's a, it is a fun, goofy-ass movie. What uh, did you think, Elise? Um, speaking of violence against women, ugh. I mean, like, I don't know. That was the nice thing about Highlander um, is they don't, they could have easily included a rape scene and they didn't. Mm-hmm. They, they do mention one, They They, they mention it's like he turns, like the villain turns to the, the wife of the Highlander and then it cuts immediately to something else. And then they reference it later. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's like that... I, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm just like, I just don't. And this is part of the reason why I don't want to watch Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, is because there's a very famous, you know, and it's like, even if it's well done, I just, I just don't want to watch it. I just don't want to put up with it. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in movies like written by men. I'm just like, just, just knock it off. Just like fucking knock it off. Mm-hmm. Um... But no, like a highlight. So it's weird for me because I watched the entire series. <laughs> oh, goodness. The TV series. Uh, I watched the, the entire. Series. Yeah, there was a TV series. Like, so back before Game of Thrones. <laughs> Are you about to do this? I am totally about okay, to do this. Okay, go ahead. So like back before Game of Thrones in the 90s, in the 1990s, okay, there was like this heyday for fantasy and fantasy inspired and fantasy inspired or fantasy light, whatever, um, TV series, right? Television Mm -hmm. shows. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is like, you got like Xena, warrior princess, the Hercules series, um, fucking Rob Perlman was in like a take on beauty Beauty of the the beast. beast. Yes. Yeah. And then there was Highlander and it was very, the reason why, Game of Thrones, I think, very much shocked a lot of people is because before that, like, it was camp. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these series are, quite frankly, like, the definition of camp, right? Um, you know, Xena, 
Hercules, Highlander. Highlander has an entire episode that I shit you not is filmed in sepia because they're in the 1920s. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so, so like that, you know, so that's why like Game of Thrones is such a big fucking deal because it's like nobody had taken fantasy that seriously in a non-film format. Like even like, that's like kind of why like Lord of the Rings was a big fucking deal in the early 2000s. And then that, that set the stage with like how you're supposed to do fantasy um, mm-hmm. for the 21st century. Because like before that, it was like, it was a joke. You know, it's genre fiction. It's like, it's silly. It's campy. It's whatever. Dragonheart. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Sean Connery. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> where was I going with this? So like I had watched the series, which is campy as fuck. Like it's it's ridiculous and like i don't know i couldn't get over so the thing this thing that's so fucking weird about the movie versus the show is they're two different protagonists but they're mm-hmm. from the same clan of scotsmen well they've got to be a highlander yeah, yeah. But they're from the the same clan. But it's not even like, oh, you're from like McDougal and I'm from McCloud. It's like, we're both from like, like I'm, I'm Duncan. Well, in the, in the series, he's Duncan. He's like, I am Duncan McCloud of the clan McCloud. Um, and I think they're born like 50 or a hundred years because he's from like the early 1600s. And I think he's from the late I think they say it's like fifteen thirty-seven. I think is what they say at the be at the beginning. So they're like almost a hundred years apart. I guess mm-hmm. is like the the hand waving away, because mm. um, they're like, oh, this happened to somebody else in our clan. I don't fucking know. So, um, but it was very jarring because like the movie like tries to play it straight. But then you've got like a Belgian playing a Scotsman and a Scotsman he's, he's playing French. a he's Spaniard. French. Okay, he's French. But still, it's like everybody's accents are like all over the fucking place. Like the CGI a Scots- is a little. There's not really any CGI. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the special effects. God bless them. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it was weird. It was kind of fucking weird. And they were trying to shove a lot of things in and try. And we saw the director's cut. So we saw like the extended version. And, and even then it was like, well, like they introduced a character. This is the thing that I didn't like about it. They introduced like a character and it was like, oh, I haven't seen you since like 1783 or something. And then the next scene is like a flashback to 1783. But the character that was introduced in the scene previously was not in the scene. It was not in the flashback. <laughs> I, I was just like, what? Like, who wrote this fucking movie? <laughs> and then that character who got introduced get, like, gets killed in the next scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the, what the fuck is going on? Um, you know, and it's, and it's so weird because like in this series... Um, what do they call it? It has like some stupid name. Which part? The quickening. The the part where like all the and all the Highlanders, but they're not Highlanders. Like all the immortals will come together. The gathering. The gathering. The, the gathering. Um, so the gathering in the series is kind of like its own like big bad, and like the whole series is like leading up to like and one day we're all going to happen to like the gathering and like it's coming and um. 
No, and in the movie, it's like the gathering. Hour later, it happens. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, the the ga- yeah, because the, like the the inc- the indication is that like the gathering is all of the immortals that are left wind up in New York City, and like that's just why they're there. It's it's yeah. like an immortal also, convention. Mm-hmm. There was no mythos. Mythos and Mythos is the best character in the Highlander series, so <laughs> points taken away. I don't know. I it's such a weird thing for me because, like, I I think the height like the first Highlander movie is like it's what I would call like high camp, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> And you're laughing, I think, because you know exactly. I mean, what it's I mean by that. it's the type of movie that would have Queen do yeah. the finishing theme, which you know. No, they did. did all the music. They did all the yeah. music in the movie. Yeah. So, so between between that and what Flash Gordon? Yeah. Um, but high camp. Yeah, it's well. I mean, what I specifically what I mean by high camp is like. Something that has, like, a really intriguing premise and, like, clearly not the budget to do that premise justice. (laughs) Or if they have the budget, like, the technology is just not there yet to do what you want to do with this idea. Um, I would put, like, the Dune movie in that same category and, like, crawl and, like, a million other things that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, High Camp is Nick's jam. It, it is. It <laughs> kind of is. Where it's like, you had such a, you had such a big idea, and you failed, but, God, did you try. <laughs> and, and I think that Highlander kind of, like, the original movie kind of reaches the, like, reaches that. Um, in a very unique way. Because it's not, like, silly. Like, there's not really a whole lot in that movie to laugh at that isn't intentionally funny. Um, Except for those scene transitions, which are There there was just that one. There was that one. No, no, no. There was, like... Oh, my God. Um... I don't know. I was actually... When I was watching... There's one scene where they use an aquarium... Oh, yeah. ...to, like, transition to them being in Loch Ness. I liked that, though. That was clever. <laughs> that was so silly. Um, I don't know. When I was watching it last night, because I've seen it so many times, I was really paying a lot of attention to things like how the camera moves and stuff like that. It was actually, like... Yeah, this movie's actually, like, from a technical standpoint, it's really well done. Like, not the, the the kind of, you know, mid-80s special effects notwithstanding. But, like, in terms of, like, where the camera is positioned and, like, how it moves around. Like, there's some camera movements, especially in, like, those last fight scenes that are actually, like, like they're really impressive. Um, like, like, some of those, their sword fights are, like, long takes. And the camera is moving around and they're doing fairly complicated, like, fight choreography. And I was like, I was impressed a little bit. Like, it wasn't really anything that I thought about with this movie before. Oh, my God. Mr. Krabs. So the voice of Mr. (laughs) Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob is... He's the villain of of this movie. And 
Oh my god, that shit's uh, He's the best part of the entire movie. He's like, I, every time he's on screen, he is just gnawing at I the know, scenery. Right? Like, <laughs> so... <laughs> so, I, I think I've, I may have mentioned it before, but the Kurgan is one of the, the weirdest names for a character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you know what it's named after like what it what the what a kurgan is well don't they, they talk about it in um the movie right? well i don't know if it's correct but in the movie they say that he's like part of some like russian steppe like culture okay okay so the word kurgan is just like a russian name for a burial mound mm. but it comes from it, it's it's most famous contribution to history is the Kurgan hypothesis. Okay. Uh, which was uh, formulated by um, uh, Maria Gimbotas, who is a uh, anthropologist and archaeologist, um, but basically came up with the idea the, that the Kurgan culture uh, spread throughout from, like, the, the steppes of, of, of Russia, like, just north of the, the Caucasus, spread proto-indo-european language mm-hmm. throughout europe and into asia and spread the use of horses and chariots into those regions hmm. um but we're dealing with like back before the bronze age like like back way be- like in the neolithic period so you have to wonder is the kurgan from that time like has he been around since the neolithic age it would make sense um purely like go ahead go ahead go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say it would make sense purely based off of like how strong he is because Mm -hmm. like if a if like an immortal gets stronger for every other immortal that they've killed like that's why the Kurgan is so fucking scary because he's just been around forever and has killed everyone. <laughs> like that that would that would 100% check out to me because like he he specifically shows up in Scotland to kill Connor. Mm. Like so he clearly has like some sort of like really honed sense of being able to track down um, immortals if you can figure out oh yeah this person who no one knows is an immortal yet is an immortal and I am going to like orchestrate this entire battle just so I can kill him which is the implication of his first appearance in the movie mm-hmm. um, yeah would indicate that he has probably done that many times in the past and mm-hmm. has probably been around for fucking ever to have gotten that strong but yeah, but like the early kind of hypothesis is about the Kurgan migration speculated that like the previous populations of Europe had been more like peaceful and matriarchal societies and that the Kurgan kind of invaded and like brought in the more patriarchal militaristic kind of societies. Hmm. That has been later since debated and kind of rethought, but the um but in 1985, but, I wonder. But in 1985, <laughs> that was still the idea that huh. the the Kurgans were a very like militaristic, manly type of people um, that spread themselves all throughout Europe. Interesting. Um, 
I wonder if that was like an intentional like naming choice then to like probably. specifically be thinking about that idea. Probably. But also the name didn't come to mean anything until Maria Gimbatas came up with the theory naming it after the burial mountains that they built. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's a Russian word for something that they found, you know, that other people had built thousands of years, you know, millions of years ago. Huh. Uh, so he would not have been called that. He would have known his own people's name in his own tongue. But of course, how you you can't really put that into the film very easily or very no. effectively. Um, but then again, nobody else would know what a Kurgan is anyway. It's just a cool-sounding name for everybody else. Yeah. So why would they put that little nugget in there for anyone who knew about the Kurgan migration theory? Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 the kind of that's the kind of thing that we're dealing with. And, and when I say like like yeah, like this interesting like idea that like is clearly supposed to be referencing like a, a, a really like fascinating anthropological theory putting that in a movie about immortal sword fighters <laughs> that's that's high camp <laughs> that's exactly what i'm talking about like uh, man you sure did go for it <laughs> i don't know what you were going for but you were going for it yeah that's that's what we've been up to Okay. That and I've been playing a lot of The Witcher. Yeah, I saw you were playing The Witcher earlier. It's a it's good. <laughs> it's a good mm. game. Have you read the books? I have not read the books, okay. no. Actually, you... no, that's not true. I, I started reading the first book. Mm. Um, but I, I had put it down and uh, went on to other things after a while. I still have it. I should pick it up when I finish my most recent murder mystery. Yeah. Currently currently I... reading judge d uh the um i got what's called the calabash and necklace uh, which was van gulick's last judge d novel that he wrote before he died hmm. not the last one chronologically but the last one that he got to mm -hmm. yeah, the last one that he made the last one that he wrote yeah um yeah i don't know i'm starting to think that like i should read the books like now that we've we're caught up on the series that mm -hmm. exists so far like we're caught up on the tv show that exists so far and i've been playing the books i feel like i should read been the playing books the books too. or been playing the games i feel like i should read the books too mm -hmm. um i don't know it's it's an interesting I, I would put that also in high camp well how about you elise what would you think which ones the the, the witcher series like the tv show oh yeah no i don't know well, like, because, and that's the thing that I appreciate about the Witcher series, and I wish I'd kind of known, so I could have been into it, like, when everybody else is into it, because it's, like, the first episode is not mm -hmm. camp, and then the rest of it is, like, oh, no, we know exactly what we're doing here, you yeah. know? This like, isn't Game of Thrones, this is Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, yeah, with a with the budget that they wish they had had. Yeah. Um, mm. And so that's why, that's why I got into the Witcher, because I was like, oh, shit. This is fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like, I'm not going to invest, like, ten years of my fucking life in this series only for it to, like, come crashing down in this in the last, uh, in the series finale. Oh, speaking of which, hasn't the time passed when we uh, can arrest George R.R. R. Martin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why haven't we done that yet? 
I'm, well, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to like general, you know, gesticulation towards everything. That's true. Like he gets a pass. It's the fucking pandemic. Yeah, but that gives him, that that makes it even more of a reason why he should have released fucking Winds of Winter by now. <laughs> Didn't he host something and make like a bunch of insensitive comments? I did he? I don't know. Yeah, he yeah, he hosted I heard the Hugo that. Awards. Yeah. Oh fuck! No, I had this is the first time hearing anything about it. What happened? S- spent at length praising H.P. Lovecraft and John W. Campbell. Uh. Doing doing something about like gender essentialism with the Oscar statue. Jesus Christ. Uh. I don't know. It, it was. It's a bunch of. It's a bunch of stuff. He is a but. weird guy. Um. Mm-hmm. Like I can't get a read on him because like some things that he does, it's like really like kind of good actually, in terms of like trying to understand stuff like the world outside of himself and then some stuff is just like really weird and regressive and some of it's trash yeah and it's just like is he is he good or not (laughs) (laughs) well the thing is is like he's very much i feel like gotten a pass the last like two years or so Mm -hmm. because everybody's just blamed it on D D. yeah um, for fucking up the series. And they're like, and I feel like people look back at his work and they're like, with like a little rose colored glasses. Cause they're like, Oh no, like it wasn't. And to be fair, there's, there's a lot of shit that they changed or added in the series that was not in the book. Like yeah, that, that like made it like way worse. Like some of the more problematic elements of that series were like, they're in the books, but under a completely different light. <laughs> And, but at the same time, it's like, he's still, like, Danny was still a child. Yeah. In that first, in an arranged marriage. Yeah. And it's like when people, people will point to that and be like, well, they can, they did that completely different in this series. And it's like, yeah, but like, 14 year old girls can't really like actively consent to 35-year-old warlords. Like, we, you know what I mean? So he'll do shit like that, um, where he kind of plays in this, like, sort of gray area. And because because the, the last two seasons of Game of Thrones were done so poorly, I feel like people are looking back and being like, oh, no, George R. R. Martin was always good. No problems. He very <laughs> good boy. Um, and it's like, uh, uh. so, so I don't know. Versus the Witcher, which is just like, no, we're just camp. It's just fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't read, like, I haven't read the books. I'm not going to read any of the books. I love that the series was like created by women, written, like written by women. And you know what? They do a good job. They do a feminism with that show. So. Uh, yeah. No, I read I read the first book and that was it. Yeah. yeah. Did you read the first book or did you read the short story collection? The first book. Okay. Cuz there's like from what I The fr- no, the first book of Game of Thrones. Oh, of Game of Thrones. Sorry, I thought we were talking yeah. about The Witcher. Um yeah, yeah. Uh I read the f- 
I've read pretty much all of it. I never finished Dance with Dragons. I figured I would finish it when, like, Winds of Winter was about to come out. And then Winds of Winter never came out. So I still haven't finished reading Dance with Dragons. But. White men will always disappoint you. <laughs> I hope we all learned a very valuable lesson today. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. <laughs> that's white, white men will disappoint Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the, the lesson, lesson that we should shall learn. learn. White men will disappoint you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, right. So I think that's a podcast. I think so. I think we're all falling asleep yeah. here in different stages of it. But uh, my name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And we'll see you all next time. Good night, everybody. Good night.